gums at each other. Any chance they get. The fight clock is brought to you by Modelo. Oh! sit back, relax, and listen to a complete and fucking utter armchair expert give his completely and utterly useless opinions on the one hell of an amazing sport that is MMA. Uh, g'day guys, it is indeed that time of the month again, UFC 292, we have the highly anticipated bantamweight title fight between Aljamain Funkmaster Sterling and Sugar Show Sean O'Malley. Sean, sorry. Sugar Show, Sugar Sean O'Malley, I don't know. I'm bloody though, yeah, it's, it's the Sugar Show, I, I don't know. But anyway, uh... Very highly anticipated matchup, and I am personally looking forward to it. I personally, of course, hope we're here and new by the end of the night. Um, but before we get into it, I just want to briefly recap UFC 291, uh, because what a card it was. Um, of course, Tony Ferguson, uh got belted by, God, who was it again, um, you'll have to, you'll have to forgive me, um, Bobby Green, that's it, I was about to say bloody Kevin Holland, for, Kevin Holland for some reason, but it was, he got pieced up, it was, yeah, end of the, he got he got subbed uh, in the end, and uh, it's just it's just sad at this point, man. Tony honestly hasn't been the same since probably the Justin fight, um, and I I really think he should consider uh, potentially retiring um, because it's got to be taking a toll on him, um, uh, just like it kind of is on. Uh, on Nate Diaz, which of course, speaking of Nate Diaz, uh, Nate Diaz versus Jake Paul also happened uh, at the weekend, and uh, <laughs> God, what an interesting spectacle that was, but um, I mean, good on Nate for getting the bag, of course, he definitely deserves it, um, but yeah, um, of course, we also had Derek Lewis got the dub against a Brazilian I can't pronounce the name of. And he again uh, went to take his shorts off in that uh, recap and that infamous moment with Joe Rogan. Uh, Pereira won his light heavyweight debut um, by decision against Jan Blachowicz, which he's a hard man to beat, so that's impressive. Uh, one would think he now gets a title shot against Jamal Hill. Um, and of course, Justin Gaethje is now the baddest motherfucker. BMF champion getting the dub over Dustin Poirier with a shocking head kick knockout um, in round two. Um, I don't think any of us expected that. So UFC 291 was definitely worth the purchase um, for me anyway. 
um, uh, and I just wanted to, I guess, recap it um, before we start talking about UFC 292 and uh, uh, get on with the rest of the podcast. But anyway, I'm going to go listen back to this, make sure it recorded all right, and of course have a break. And uh, when we come back, I shall get into UFC 292. All that and more when I come back. UFC 292 at the TD Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. Now, you guys know I don't usually like talking about the prelims, uh, but there is one fight the end of the prelims that I do specifically want to mention. Chris Weidman makes his comeback after that uh, horror leg break uh, in such similar fashion to the way it happened to Anderson Silva um, in the way they, th- uh, when they fought. Um, and uh, he's fighting Brad Tavares, uh, both Americans. Um, yeah, I hope he goes well. Uh, we, of course, know Anderson was unfortunately never quite the same uh, after that late break. And, um, yeah, I just hope he goes well, poor fella. Um, had a bit of a bad run. Um, but, of course, uh, the two main events of, or co- co- the co-main and main uh, events of the evening, of course, Zhang Weili. You all know how much I rate her. Um of course, had that infamous fight of the year with Joanna on UFC 248, which probably saved UFC 248, as I've spoken about before on this podcast, I believe, uh, from the abomination that was uh, uh, Izzy versus Yoel. And uh, I, I do and I don't wish I had watched that card live. I am sad I missed out on... Wei Lee versus Joanna won, but I'm also not sad that I missed out on Izzy versus Yoel because I've seen so many other Izzy snooze fests, to be quite honest. So, don't really need to be seeing another one. Um, she's facing number five ranked uh, Brazilian Amanda Lemos, of course, for the women's strawweight title. And, um, yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> definitely hope she comes away with the dub because I love her. She's... Definitely a um, definitely a fighter um, and a, and a warrior, and uh, of course she um, uh, you know lost her belt for a bit and got it back and um, yeah man I hope she goes well, which of course leads us to the main event of the evening, Aljamain, F- sorry. I should actually just say one more thing on the strawweight women's title fight. Sorry to cut that off. But there is no actual odds for the women's strawweight title bout. I've just noticed on the UFC website. So, I guess no one can pick it. That's usually what that means. But, take two. Which now brings us to the main event of the evening. For the UFC Bantamweight Championship, Aljamain Funkmaster Sterling versus Sugar Sean O'Malley. I, of course, hope, as I said in the intro, it is Anne New and not Anne Still. But, of course, Aljo will be hard to beat and Sean should not be underestimating him. 
Um, Got to give it to him at this point. I mean, a lot of people, of course, hate Aljo or love to hate Aljo for the yarn fights, but, you know, he's beaten everyone since. So, you know, and and yarn sort of really hasn't. So you've... I, I, I love Peter Yarn, don't get me wrong, but he really has sort of been on a bit of a skid since that fight. So, well, those fights, should I say. Um, and I actually should say something else too. Aljamain Sterling is fighting in Boston. Of course, who does he walk out to? None other than one of my favorite artists, Joyner Lucas. I love by Joyner Lucas. That was what I heard. That was what he walked out to in the first yarn fight. Of course, where is Joyner Lucas from? Boston. So I wonder, I wonder if he might walk him out or be in attendance. That would be so cool to see if he is. Oh man. But of course I am rooting for Sugar Show because, you know, the man, you know, call him goofy all you want, but he brings the viewers. Um, my mate Jesse is definitely a fan of him, uh, partly, of course, because he likes the Nelk Boys and Sugar Show is friend Sugar Show and Dana and Donald Trump <laughs> are friends with the Nelk Boys. Um, so I'm definitely hoping it's uh, new and not and still, um, but will definitely be an interesting fight. Um, and uh, one worth watching nonetheless. Um, but anyway, going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I'm going to end the podcast off. Sorry, it's again, been a bit of a short one. But of course, isn't a, isn't a loaded card. Um, still one worth watching, uh, but isn't a loaded card. Uh, so not a lot to really sort of talk about. But when we come back, I'm going to end the podcast off. Uh, with just a few things um, that I want to talk about uh, before it's over. All that and more when I come back. I want to end the podcast off um, just talking about two things. Um, One is, of course, that it is now official, the speculation that it is, in fact, going to be Izzy versus Sean Strickland for the 185 belt. Uh, in Sydney on USC 293, which is, of course, the next card up. Happy for Sean, man, honestly. Um, he's been rooting for this fight for a while. Uh, I remember since that infamous other uh, press conference encounter that they had, and i got to tell you, man, I can't wait for this one. Um, <laughs> definitely going to be a lot of shit talk flying around because uh, Sean ain't no light right, uh, light, yeah, lightweight when it comes to uh, shit talk, let me tell you. Um and uh, should hopefully be a very interesting fight too. Um, Sean, of course, got demolished by Alex, who beat Izzy, and then Izzy went on to beat. So it'll be a very interesting uh, uh, lead-up, I assume. Uh, and Izzy will be back fighting in Australia again, of course, for the first time since 2019. Unfortunately, of course, I'm not going to it, um, but I'm very keen for it indeed. Um of course, his first fight was in Australia. It was in Perth, his first fight. Um, pity he couldn't be on USC 284. Um, but anyway, second thing I want to talk about is Connor. Now, I want to start off by saying I am a fan of him, and I will always give him 
his flowers uh, for what he's done for this sport. Like that run from 2013 to say 16 or 17, you know, will will never be forgotten. It it is probably unparalleled as far as UFC's growth. I don't think we'll ever see anything like it again, especially not in this generation um, where, you know, people were literally flying out from Ireland in, you know, how like to see this guy, like it was just electric. Like we thought Brock Lesnar was good. Well, this guy took that ball and ran with it. Um, um, but of course, you know, we know the story, Eddie Alvarez, double champ. Uh, he went on to fight Floyd at the boxing match, got paid a shitload of money for that. Um, and then came back, fought Khabib, lost, um, and it was just never quite the same from that point. Um, uh, in hindsight, knowing what we know now, uh, and knowing knowing even more about it now, of course, due to the McGregor Forever docuseries on Netflix, taking the two Dustin fights is a mistake, honestly. He probably should have... If I were him, looking back now in hindsight, it would have been nice to have just bowed out after the Cowboy fight, honestly. That would have been a nice, graceful way to go out, you know, end his career on that, you know, get into business, seriously. You know, he he, he certainly had enough money too, and he could have, you know, probably doubled his fortune in business. You know, he's got certainly got the, the IQ too, um, and, you know, the sort of name to... Leverage himself off for probably decades to come, really. Um, but he, of course, didn't, which was his choice. And we now, of course, know what happened. But looking at him now, I don't know, man. It's sad to see, you know. We've, we've seen all the all the rumours, you know. Him on Tough, you know. It, it wasn't quite the same as, you know, him on Tough previously with all that other stuff, the snake in the grass stuff. Um, you know, and now he's going to the, the Anthony Joshua fight in England, the O2 Arena, uh, the very same arena that the UFC was just at not too long ago, uh, Edwards versus Usman. Um, and he's calling out KSI. Now, we of course know that Jake Paul has called him out quite a bit, uh, to a fight, obviously for the, you know, the notoriety and all that kind of stuff. Um, and probably also the money, but he's going to England to call out KSI, like, and you could tell he was drunk, he was making very bad jokes, just like he was, uh, during the, the third Dustin press conference, and it was like, oh man, this is a shadow of the former Connor. So, I don't know, where to from here for him, man? Um, I don't know, you know, does he... One with... Uh, Dana has said that he's going to have to fight Chandler one way or another, which I don't, I don't think Connor wants to do. He actually kind of sounded disappointed when he was asked about it and told a reporter about it at the Joshua fight. Um, but where to after... I actually kind of hope he retires if he wins, to be honest, although I don't think he will win against Chandler. I just don't think he has it anymore, as much as I hate to say it. Um, I suppose the last three years, probably after, or especially after that leg break, kind of probably got to him, which is somewhat understandable, I suppose. But 
I don't know, man. It's a bit touch and go with Connor, and it's I don't know. It's it's sad to see, honestly, f- for someone who is a fan of him. You know, it is kind of sad to see, but I do. I it, it would be good. Part of me would love it if he fought again, so I could cover it on this podcast because I never got a chance to. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. It's just he ain't the same as he was, and it's sad to see. But anyway, guys. Um, I hope you enjoy this fight. Let's go Sean O'Malley. And until the next card in Australia, coming back to the land down under, catches. <laughs>